Today's episode is sponsored by the American Homebrewers Association. Become a part of the U.S.'s largest community of homebrewers for just $48 for the year by going to unitedwedrink.com AHA. What do you get for your AHA membership? A year-long subscription to Zimmergy Magazine, the world's longest-running homebrew magazine, exclusive deals and discounts at over 2,000 breweries, bars, and bottle shops across America, discounts on brewers' publication books and merchandise, access to a huge library of previous HomebrewCon seminars and talks, and early access to purchasing tickets to each year's Great American Beer Festival and Savor. Sign up now by going to unitedwedrink.com AHA and get a year's membership for just $48. And if you sign up now in the month of October, you will get a free copy of the book Goza, Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era by Fall Allen of Anderson Valley Brewing. Support United We Drink, support homebrewing, and support the American Homebrewers Association at unitedwedrink.com slash AHA. The opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Because there aren't enough beer podcasts in the world, welcome to United We Drink. All right, welcome everybody to the first ever United We Drink mini episode. It's a small one. So cute uh, and I, tiny. Yeah, we're going to try to keep it pequeño. Uh, my name's Mike. We got Phil and Joel here. We're not going to do the whole uh, outlandish intros, but this is just a way to get some extra content to you all. Uh, we'll be doing some Q&A a little bit later on, some recommendations, and some uh, and a little surprise later on. Phil was saying that he wanted to touch on something that we didn't really talk about, I guess, enough from the last episode where we talked about beer and health, the main episode that we just released last week. So, Phil... Why didn't you tell us uh, what you want to talk about? Yeah, this past week I I thought a lot about what we talked about, re-listened to the MP3 and made or the podcast I should say, and I I think a lot. One thing when we started talking about overindulgence and and then how that could sort of blend into mental health, I think the most important thing, really two things. One, you need to personally find a hobby <laughs> that sounds really bad but you need to find some type of escape. a hobby that's not beer that's not beer correct and so be that if you're into working out or crossfit or cycling or whatever in the hell you might be into fitness wise that's a really good outlet because that obviously is good for your health at the same time but maybe it's podcasting maybe it's blogging maybe it's hopefully not writing a food blog where you're eating food all the time but some type of outlet that would allow you to mentally separate yourself from your nine to five day job and and again we can transcend this into any industry but i also think one thing americans leave a lot of paid time off on the table and and if you're not taking your paid time off that, and you're losing it, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Nobody cares anymore that 
you have perfect attendance for 365 days a year at your job. Um, you're not going to get a certificate at the end of the year like you did in kindergarten. Um, take the days off that you earned. Allow yourself to separate. Even if you stay at home and you just watch Maury on TV, who cares? Have a just take a break and and separate from your your day job you earn those days um if your company is nice enough to give you pto utilize them and and make sure that you're you're planning and scheduling your days right because really at the end of the day if you have a some type of plan you can be more prepared and you can stay ahead of a lot of these problems before they even start i i that's a great point i mean time off is important to one's health mentally, physically. I mean, it allows your muscles to relax uh, from uh, doing a hard job. If you're you're in the brew house or the cellar, it allows your mind to unwind. And that's that's a great point. And I think that if your job looks down on you for taking time off that you deserve, then that's probably not a good place that you want to be working at. I mean, they should be like, yeah, go. Awesome. Have fun. Relax. That's that's great. Yeah. Mike, I'm glad you said that because that was sort of what I was going to mention is that I've spent 15 years in corporate America and I had all different sorts of vacation or sick day packages in all these different companies. And you can certainly feel like, yeah, I have these days to take, but maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I'll be looked down upon or maybe I look like... I'm not here with everybody else and you know I'm I'm allowed a certain amount of days where I am now but in my first year I only took like four and a couple of those were like like I think I counted one of those as Labor Day even though the brewery was open I took off but you know there are people who have kids and other obligations and all sorts of crazy stuff going on and you know sometimes they feel like they need to reserve that. Maybe they just can't take that PTO day. They want to not squander the little time they do get in case something comes up. You know, people do have hectic lives or, you know, sick kids or whatever it is. There, there's all sorts of parameters to this. And, and obviously everyone's case is different. And it's also a matter of not just taking the time that you're allowed, but Try to utilize the, the time you have just at home at night. Do you need to watch that episode of Friends again? Or could you be doing something more productive? Could you spend 30 minutes on the treadmill or whatever it is? Um, obviously, I'm full of shit because I'm not doing any of that. But I am at least cognizant that I'm not. So I know that at any time I could sort of get back on the horse and, and be utilizing my time better uh, health-wise. And uh, I, I think it's a great point to use that time. Definitely. You know, I think I mentioned this like first episode about just disconnecting, getting off the social media a little bit more. I can't tell you how many times I've stopped typing something and just canceled it because I'm like, you know what, I'm not even going to get involved in this discussion because I know what sort of responses I'm going to get. And then here come the notifications. And now I'm dragged into this whole thing for hours. So it, it's good to disconnect and take time for yourself. Just sort of you know utilize your time better. Yeah, uh, when I get a text message from you at night going, I shouldn't have gotten involved in on, in that conversation on Twitter. Yep. I'm like, yep. <laughs> that, I think about that all the time. And I, I 99% of the time always choose I'm not getting involved in that. Good call. But Phil, like that's that was an excellent point. And I, I think that a lot of people, whether they're in the beer industry or not, need to 
realize that that vacation time time off is not something that you should feel bad for doing you deserve to take some time off i know joel hates that term deserve but you know if you you bust your butt for a company you should be able to be rewarded with some time off and they shouldn't make you feel bad for doing that and uh, sure, maybe you can feel a little bit of like, oh, is everything going to be all right? That's kind of natural. But if you got a great team behind you, then you should know that things are going to be in good hands. And you know what? Something might happen. They might have to call you, but it, it's probably not going to be a terrible thing. You'll get through it and the world will go on. And that's a big reason why you're working with me now, Mike. I mean, I trust you implicitly. You, you know, definitely hold me to a higher standard. And I feel like I could let you handle things if I'm not around. And, and I, I already feel at ease having you on board because I know we have the same values about the beer. And I know you care as much as I do. And that's huge. It's important to surround yourself with good people who keep you accountable, who lift you up instead of drag you down. I mean, both of you guys, I'm glad to be, you know, doing this with you again. And it's great to be working with Mike again. And well, Phil's shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to dislocate your shoulder, patting everybody on the back. Oh, God. <laughs> but it, yeah, I, might, I might break my middle finger, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you do bring up a good point. It, it, when you're looking at it professionally, and hopefully you're on a team where there's people that can backfill for you and that you do trust implicitly. And really, at the end of the day, I have to be able to groom my replacement at some point in time. If, if I want to go anywhere, if I want to move forward, it, it's important for me to groom my replacement. So it's always good to sort of help train uh, everyone from the ground up so that, you know, they can step into that position. You can take your PTO. The last large PTO that I took was my honeymoon and I didn't have phone access and that was nerve wracking. But at the same time, it was very refreshing and I came back really I was able to hit the sort of reset button and I was ready to go when I got back. I was excited to get back into it. So it it's definitely something to keep keep in the back of your mind, regardless of what industry you're in. If you've earned that PTO, make sure that you use it. All right. Well, uh, was there anything else that you guys thought that uh, we could have touched on from the last episode? No, I think, uh, I mean, obviously we didn't cover it all and there's all sorts of facets to beer and health and we only have not even an hour to discuss the main topic. And that's a little bit of why we do this side episode. And I think that, like I said, let's keep the discussion going online and, and we can revisit these topics later in the podcasts. And, um, you know, always, always keep touching on these things because you can't, it's not an autopilot thing. You're not just going to learn something about beer and health and, and apply it and that it's over. You always have to be mindful and cognizant of what you're doing, how you're behaving. Are you being the best representation of yourself? And it, it's it's an everyday thing. And we're going to yeah. open up a Periscope channel of Joel walking on a treadmill drinking a beer um, <laughs> as true work-life balance or health balance. Does Periscope still exist? Yeah, it, it does. Wow. All so right. It's on my MySpace page. <laughs> did did you Keep get a song to autoplay it, yet? No. I, I didn't. I, maybe that's why I, I don't have any friends still. <laughs> I vote yeah, you, you've got to have a song autoplay when you go to your profile. It's got to be like Limp Biscuit or Kid Rock or something. I'll keep that in mind. I did get the glitter font going on, though. Nice. 
Perfect. Does, does the page yeah. say under construction with like a hard like hat? A yellow, like yeah, like a yellow tape shaky GIF, GIF, yep. whatever. Yeah, nice. a guy holding a sign that says under construction. Perfect. Perfect. You've been there, you, but you didn't friend me. I'm disappointed. I'm just lurking. Same here. All right. It is time for questions and answers. We have procured some of the finest questions from you, the listeners out there. If you want to send a question for us to potentially read and answer on air, you can do it over on our website on the contact form, unitedwedrink.com, or tweet at us at unitedwedrink, DM us on any of the social media outlets that we're on, and we'll put it into our queue and hopefully read it here and answer it on a future episode. So we're going to kick things off right here with uh, a question from uh, an anonymous listener. Uh, didn't, didn't give a name here. Um, why do you all hate Fuggle Hops? We're going to start off with Joel. Uh, you must have misheard us. We didn't say we hate Fuggles. We said slushy machines. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate Fuggle Hops. Uh, I have a question for you, anonymous person. Why do you hate the truth? I and indifferent. I, I guess if I if I did hate Fuggle Hops, it's probably because the anonymous person likes Fuggle Hops. <laughs> I think that's a good reason to hate something because Absolutely. someone else likes it. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Um, next up, uh, at beer brat on Instagram asks us, tell us how you really feel about Untapped and Yelp. Phil, you're going to start this one off. I, so I don't use untapped. I, I I think I have an untapped name. I think it's Dos Ghost from back in the day. Sure, I'm friends with people on there. Um, I I I don't personally understand that. I I used to be a nerd and compile my own list of beers that I drank on a Google document, and I would call it my beer graveyard. And uh, I gave up on that n- number of years ago. As for Yelp, I'm I'm a little bit more opinionated about I and. and Coming from, and I had a different outlook on Yelp before I started working for a small business um, a few years ago. I really like Yelp. I, I think that Yelp is a beneficial tool as long as you understand how to use it. And I personally don't review locations on Yelp. I don't think that really it's necessary. Uh, what I do look at is uh, the average stars. I think it's a great way when I travel to an area that I'm unfamiliar with, I can pull up the Yelp application and I can say, hey, I'm in the mood for Indian food tonight. Where can I go find Indian food or where can I look for top ranked starred restaurants? If I'm going to review, if I'm going to look at reviews, I'm going to look at reviews that are well over 500, 600 potential reviews and I want to see high averages. I think it's a great tool, Yelp in particular, to find local craft breweries while you're traveling. Honestly, it, it it's pretty fair as long as you realize that there's always going to be someone that's pissed off. I, I like Yelp. I'm probably in the minority here, though, I have a feeling. Uh, the first time I heard about Untapped was actually at a bottle share at Phil's place back in 2010. Some Social media guru, as they were calling themselves back then, uh, tweeted me about it and was like, oh, check this out. You're into beer. You're going to like this. And I was like, oh, God, because this was really at the height of all of those apps that auto post your check-ins and offer these arbitrary awards. I mean, it was like 
the height of those asshole Foursquare mayors. Um, so I sort of equated it to that at the time and I wanted nothing to do with it. But eventually I did sort of warm up to it and I got an untapped. I started using it mainly to track the beers I was drinking because uh, I was still very much into uh, a lot of bottle shopping, trading, just getting beers from all over. And, and uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I raided some, but I don't really think I was using it for that purpose. And, you know, I, I, I don't really have a problem with untapped. I just think, you know, it's it's very hard. There's not a lot of nuance to it. Everyone just sort of slaps a, ratings on, a rating on things and, and that's about it. Uh, it doesn't really offer much in the way of conversation or, you know, detailed analysis. And I get it. I mean, it's it's on your app. You want it to be quick and, and, and not have to get into all that. And I certainly don't want, you know, overthinking when it comes to beers. I want people to enjoy everything. But I also don't think everything needs to be documented and recorded 24-7. Uh, as far as Yelp goes, I'll, I'll completely disagree with Phil. Um, he has a much more professional, uh, tactful politically correct approach to it. I just, I have not had much good experience with it. Not, not coming from our brewery standpoint or anything like that. I, I've just like, I mean, if you want to talk about how it affects our brewery, our, we had a guy come into our soft opening and just trash us before he even left the building. I mean, a soft opening is where you're supposed to have things go wrong so you can fix them. And he, you know, gave us all sorts of terrible ratings and said, you should have had a soft opening. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we ended up he, – so he was our first one-star Yelp reviewer, and we ended up naming a beer after him. Uh, so that's that's where one-star Dougie came from. And uh, I, I don't see a lot of use in Yelp because I would rather talk to people I know and say, hey, what do you think of this restaurant? What do you think of this bar? Or, or wherever the location or venue may be. Um, I don't know these people. So regardless if they're like Dougie, who have only a few check-ins and trash everything, or if they're these you know, influencers who have thousands of ratings and eat out every night, um, I still don't know them, and therefore I don't trust them. And I would rather you know, hit up you guys and go, hey, like, what do you think of this place? Is it worth you know, going to dinner there tonight? So you know, that's where I'm at with, uh, with Yelp. As for for me, Untapped, I love the it for the the point that you were saying, Joel, of tracking the beers I've personally had. Um, I have now grown to dislike the rating aspect of it um, because I hate how I see breweries harping over ratings so much on there. Um, I, I've seen so many brewery owners, brewery employees getting upset that uh, some Dougie of Untapped gave them a one-star rating on their IPA and then have a comment go, don't like IPAs. It, it, it's, it is frustrating, but you can't let that type of shit bother you because who is that person in the scheme of things? They, if they're, it's like someone going to an Indian restaurant, doesn't like Indian food, and then giving it a bad review. You can't take that type of stuff seriously, and I hate that that gets aggregated into a rating um, that is then supposed to mean something. Um, I, I do love it for the tracking ability of knowing what beers that you had, and if it was all, if the ratings were all personal and weren't shared publicly, I'd be all for that. Um, but yeah, I don't like that rating aspect of it. As for Yelp, uh, uh, I'm I'm actually surprised that Joel didn't actually 
touch on this, but this is my problem with Yelp. I used to write reviews on Yelp, but now I've gotten into knowing about their shady business practices. They strong arm businesses. They blackmail businesses to pretty much say, hey, if you pay us, these bad reviews will get pushed down to the bottom and good reviews will be pushed up. And then if you say no, hmm, somehow magically bad reviews become at the top of your business and they refuse to remove your business from their listings if you want. Um, they think that it is public information that uh, should be available out there and that you're n they're not infringing on your, your business's trademarks or names or anything like that. Um, I, I, I deleted my account once I started hearing and seeing the evidence of this stuff, stuff that they'll deny up and down. But I mean, there's so many instances of where this is very true that I, I can't support a business like that. And, uh, so that's my disliking of, uh, Yelp. My but favorite thing you... about Yelp. Go ahead. I, I think, and, and, and I'm not here to defend an application. Um, I, and full disclosure, Yelp sent me out to San Francisco a few years ago to sit through a seminar in regards to where they were going with entrepreneurs from all over the United States. There were 50 of us. It was called Yelp Coast to Coast. Um, and it, it, they addressed a lot of what Mike just said. Um, there are certain things where if you don't pay for a certain level, you can't rearrange your photos. Um, they do say that they do not remove uh, negative uh, unless they can find that it's malicious. And again, this is coming from somebody that went to a Yelp ran uh, seminar out in Yelp headquarters, which was gorgeous, by the way. Um, if you understand how to use the application, it can be beneficial. If you live and die by the application, then I think that that's where the issues come in. Um, again, it, look at a beer, beer reviews. You know, you guys even... It, it, nobody wants to talk about rate beer or beer advocate. Those were the first two that actually you could review and, and rate your beers. There's always going to be the person out there that doesn't like IPAs, so they're going to rate IPAs negatively. Um, again, I think you have to look at large amounts of ratings, and you have to look at what the average is. And I, I, I think some of these tools have benefit. You just have to understand how to use them. There's well, also I, a I lot just... of preposterous reviews out there that won't get deleted and should be like there will people there will be people who leave a negative review without ever ever having stepped into the business it's like oh i couldn't find parking one star so it's like you never came in you never ordered anything you never received any service or product from us and and it's just one star cuz you couldn't figure out where to park and and, none and the of that cancel culture is doing stuff like that i'm sorry to interrupt but like people, when they get mad at a business, then they go on and start making malicious reviews. And those people have never been there before. They're just trying to bomb a business. It, you're 100% right in regards to that. Um, I, I think that there could be a better checks and balances where you could scan your receipt uh, to show proof of purchase or proof of business at that establishment. Um, I think parking's a, a logical thing, but I'm in this day and age... If you're going to a bar, you should probably Uber or Lyft or utilize <laughs> your local taxi service um, or one of those stupid scooters that everybody sees flying around downtown. Um, 
I will say one of my guilty pleasures is reading highly negative Yelp reviews. Oh, they're super bus- entertaining. Oh, yeah, from businesses I've had bad experiences with. I mean, I got paired up with this horrible uh, set of people from a restaurant that is fortunately no longer in business at uh, like a wine and food festival We were where we were actually serving our beer. And this was at our last brewery. This is several years ago. And... You know, I, I walk up and I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, I'm so-and-so with this brewery and here's the beer I brought today. And they're like, cool, can we borrow some of your ice? Because we brought Coronas. Uh, <laughs> and they were just just horrible people. And the, the experience I had that day was not good. So then I go home and I look them up on Yelp and it's just like one star for everything. And it, it sort of justified the experience I had because so many people felt the same way about these guys and how they were with, with, you know, guests or customers. So it can be entertaining. Like if someone, you know, whether a brewery or a restaurant gets press because of, you know, some negative thing they did publicly. And like you said, Mike, you know, that cancel culture will go on there and just bomb them with one star reviews to tank their rating. But uh, at the same time, some of them can be entertaining and funny. I love the industry or the businesses that actually point out those one stores. I, I think that that's hilarious. You, you guys made a beer um, at uh, West Palm Brewery. Um, I it, to see it on sandwich boards. You know, hey, this person hates our food or whatever, and then what their actual review is. I think that stuff's awesome. Uh, it shows that you have good sense of humor. Um, but I also think that if you're a business owner, you can. You can logically learn um, if you're seeing things continuously pop up in reviews. It's not. It might not necessarily be the cancel culture. It could be maybe there is an issue with you know maybe a manager or an employee on staff or you know your presentation um, of your restaurant or your food or your beverage or whatever it is. All right, moving on. Uh, next question is from. At dad, daddy needs a beer on Instagram. After listening to your last episode, I want to grab a new brewing beer book. What are your guys' reading recommendations? Uh, I'll start this one off, and I, I honestly don't get a chance to read a whole lot of books on brewing, so I'm, I'm probably a bad one to uh, really give an opinion or recommendation here. But the last one that I did read and I really enjoyed was American Sour Beers by Michael Tonsmeyer. Um, I've been so interested in sour beers for a while now and getting to read more about how the creation of them is uh, comes about. Um, I really enjoyed that book. So I, I would uh, recommend that. That's on uh, Brewers Publications as well. Uh, we'll go with Phil. Uh, I Like Mike, I, I typically when I read, I'm traveling or... Uh, doing something for personal, um, just escape out of the industry, uh, just, you know, sort of a release. Um, I, the last really good book I read was Everything is Fucked, which I think by uh, Mark Manson. Um, great book. Uh, I utilize it for business purposes, and I come from more of the business background in brewing, so I'd, I can utilize some of those uh, business practices or life outlooks and, into coaching my team. Uh, I did just start literally a day ago coming out of our episode on certifications, uh, the Society of Wine Educators uh, Beverage Specialist Certification Study Guide. Um, It's on my list of things that I want to do within the next year, year and a half is uh, get beverage specialist certified. 
so I'm reading their study guide. It's about 200 pages, and you can download it um, where ebooks are found. Uh, Joel. Well, I definitely recommend a book I mentioned on last week's episode about beer and food pairing, uh, Tasting Beer. I think that's the standard for everybody. I, I'm, you know, If you have read it, it, there's no harm in going back to it. I like to uh, sort of peruse it from time to time and, and sort of refresh my memory on various topics. And like I mentioned on that episode, it's great for beer and food pairing as well as a million other things. Um, but as far as what I'm currently reading... Uh, that would be Goza by Fal Allen from uh, Anderson Valley Brewing Company. I think their Goza is the industry standard and kicks ass. And I'm going to start dabbling into some of these styles of beer myself, which I feel like I'm way behind on. I'm also reading American Sour Beers as well, Mike. Um, so uh, it, it's going to be a while till I can fully get through these, but uh, I'm looking forward to expanding my knowledge on these styles and uh, dipping my toes in the water of sour beer. And I feel that... Uh, having you aboard with me at the brewery will uh, help you know move these things forward. I know you're way into sours, uh, and you probably have a much better palate for these things than I do. And uh, you know, Phil sort of mentioned some uh, you know reading that is not necessarily beer related, and I have one recommendation as well. It's a book uh, I really enjoy called Extreme Ownership: How U.S. Navy Seals Lead and Win. I think it's a great beer, uh, beer, great book for um, just sort of. Understanding leadership principles, taking personal responsibility. Um, it, 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 you know, these guys uh, have a, a company that basically consults and helps you know other companies improve. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, but um, it can very much help with uh, leadership. Uh, you know, ownership, owning your 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 problems. What can you do to fix things? How to react in certain situations. So, and and I think a lot of breweries could use that. Um, you know, a lot of people just think uh, we've got some money or we've got some home brewing experience. Let's open a brewery, and the business side can suffer. So, I think this uh, is a great tool for not just business but life. Yeah, but that's a great book, Joel. By the way, right on. And last, we have here from at. Okenquist, uh, sorry if I mispronounced that, on Twitter, he asks if this sticker, uh, referring to the independent beer sticker, doesn't magically turn shitty beer into good beer, do we actually need it? Joel? I sort of pre-scripted mine, so uh, sorry if this sounds a little wooden. Uh, unfortunately, the independent seal is not a guarantee of quality, craftsmanship, etc., but seems more geared toward people who are adamant about who their money goes to. On paper, I myself am a local craft independent brewer, but I personally feel that none of these descriptors should factor into how you feel about my beer. I don't want you to prefer my beer because it's made down the street. I want you to prefer it because you love it. I know ownership can be a big deal, and there are plenty of corporate brewers making it harder for the little guy, but I'm somewhat Darwinistic in my approach, sort of a survival of the fittest mentality. I think uh, quality and experience will win out in the end, um, regardless of you know independent or you know corporate ownership. Uh, people don't like to hear this, but there are plenty of local slash craft slash independent breweries that operate with no concern for anyone else, a fringe upon others' intellectual property or just straight up opportunistic lawless pricks. Uh, how 
how many homebrewers have we seen posing as brewing companies and self-distributing or selling their hype train bullshit on the black market? How many independent labeled cans of unstable milkshake IPA or fruit smoothie sours have exploded, potentially injuring people, and the supposed moral high ground local independent brewery turns around and blames it on the customer for not keeping the can cold? Uh, that's not everyone, of course. There's just a few bad apples, but I do feel the independent seal is not some catch-all badge of honor for any beer bearing that symbol. Um, you, you, you hit the nail pretty much on the head. Um, cool. Good show guys. Talk to you later. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Good night. Uh, no, that's, that's exactly what I think. And then some, um, if I can just add anything onto it, I just think that it's a poorly designed logo. I get what they were going for. And I think that on the surface, what they're trying to do is a good idea for for those type of people who just care about who makes their beer and where it's made at um i don't like a bottle that points downward because it makes it look like you're just pouring the beer out um uh, and plus the design is so specific uh other breweries who have put a lot of effort into the design of their brands their labels and such expecting them to just slap that on their label that will look out of place seems very uh, out of high, like out of place. And um, I I like that when this came out, Jester King kind of redesigned it there themselves to be able to fit with their branding a little better. And it looked kind of cool, but um, ultimately I get what they're going for here. Um, does it magically turn any beer into good beer? No. Joel hit all those points. So I agree with him a lot on that. Phil? I think we need it, uh, short and simple. I, I think that um, it, we can talk about the design of it all we want. Uh, I, if you look at trend, it should be a can, not a bottle. Um, just sort of putting my personal opinion out there. Um, but How about a mug? I <laughs> whatever a frosted one when when you see a majority of the craft beer industry is currently in aluminum cans um more so than glass bottles uh and and i don't like the upside down bottle thing but we can get into the minutiae of that um i i like genuinely what it stands for and if you've had the ability to go to Great American Beer Festival or Saver or CBC, if you're in the industry and you have the ability to craft brewers conference, please go to it. Educate yourself. It, it It's cool. It's it's sort of, I look at it, I was in a fraternity in college, sort of look at it as a fraternity kind of deal, uh, sorority, where they're like-minded individuals that are, their money's going to, you know, one place. Does it make beer better? Absolutely not. It's all marketing. That said, I, I think it could be improved on. All right. So that does it for our question and answer segment for this mini episode. Uh, once again, send your questions over and maybe we'll read them in a future episode. All right. And now we're going to do a segment here that will be specific to the mini episode where we're going to do some recommendations. We'll come up with a cool name for this probably in episode two of this. Nothing necessarily related to beer. Maybe it's uh, an album, a TV show, a documentary, a movie, a comedy special, or something that uh, someone wants to recommend. So um, we'll, we'll go the opposite of the last calls that we did from uh, the last episode. So Phil's going to start us off here. 
This week I'm going to recommend the movie Crawl. It's uh, actually taped in Florida. It's based off of a hurricane that hits, I believe it's the central part of the state. And uh, some some pretty vicious alligators get released into this neighborhood, this coastal neighborhood. And uh, this University of Florida swimmer has to save her dad from the basement of their house. Sounds cheesy, but really cool. It was actually surprisingly good. Some good thrills coming out of it. And if you look quickly in the gas station scene of Crawl, you'll see a local craft brewery little advertisement above the cooler doors. Pay attention to it, look for it, and uh, and and you'll know why I mentioned it. Joel, what do you recommend? <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and recommend Richard Marks on Spotify. All right, people are sleeping on him. He's been a legend for decades. I specifically recommend Wait for the Sunrise, which has a bitchin' guitar solo. He's got the whole Martin Riggs lethal weapon hairdo. It's ridiculous, but it's classic 1989. Awesome. Uh, Mike, what are you digging on? I'm going to recommend the TV show The Good Place. Entering into their fourth and final season, Ted Danson, Kristen Bell, an amazing cast, one of the most well-written, funny shows I've ever seen in my life. It's available on the first three seasons are available on Netflix right now. And uh, they are uh, starting to air brand new shows that are coming up on Hulu. I I can't recommend it enough. I I think that it is truly, truly one of the best television comedies of all time. Also, Joel made a little reference there to Spotify. And we have something really cool for you guys now. Starting now. If you go to unitedwedrink.com slash Spotify, it will redirect you to our Spotify profile where we are going to start to upload playlists. Joel is going to be curating our very first playlist, and we're going to release these every other week on our Spotify profile. So you can follow us and subscribe and follow those playlists, and you can listen to each week or each every other week, every mini episode, each one of us will come up with a brand new playlist of some songs that we're really digging on. And uh, you can listen to what we're listening to. Joel, any uh, little teases as to what people might be able to expect from your playlist? Well, from my personal playlist, you're definitely going to be getting some 80s montage music. You're going get, to be getting some old school rap, and you're also going to be getting some movie score music. So no lyrics, straight, just kick-ass action, you know, Hans Zimmer type shit. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. We'll probably listen to some in the brewery someday. So yeah, go to, if you're on Spotify and you want to subscribe, you want to follow our playlists, go to unitedwedrink.com slash Spotify, and it will redirect you right to our Spotify profile and just hit follow. And then you'll be able to see every new playlist that we upload every other week for the mini episode. Other than that, I think that we're good here for our very first mini episode. I think this was fun. So look forward to these every other time in between the major episodes. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at United We Drink Pod, at United We Drink on Twitter, like us on Facebook, unitedwedrink.com. We're on all of the major streaming services for podcasts. Next week, we'll be right back with our brand new major episode where we're going to be talking about beer label artwork, and IP theft. 
Also, remember to submit your questions, unitedwedrink.com slash contact, so you can hear your question answered on a future episode. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. All right. See, Um, we are more fun when we drink. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.